Dale Coinga is the president of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce, and he is with us live in the studio. Dale, it's always good to see you. Thank you so much for being here with us. Good to be back. I want to ask you about something I found fascinating that your team pointed out to me, and it's the formation of the Wisconsin Defense Industry Council aimed at strengthening and supporting Wisconsin businesses in the defense industry. How did this come about? We got a board member, Bill Berrien, who owns a manufacturing firm in New Berlin, also a former Navy SEAL. And he said, hey, there's all this, you keep seeing these articles about artillery shells and other things that the U.S. is looking internationally to help make and produce because they don't have the capacity here. And we just looked at each other and said, we have the capacity here in Wisconsin. And we're number 30 in the country for defense contracting. And that makes no sense with our manufacturing base. So we are a world that is continuously hostile, whether it be Eastern Europe with Russia, or you look at the Pacific with Taiwan and Chinese issues. South America has all sorts of hostilities going on and military coups in Africa. So the defense industry is something that we could step up our game on. And so we had a great meeting yesterday with a bunch of interested companies, both in the defense industry now and those companies that want to get more involved with that work at a Fairbanks Morris Defense down in Beloit. And uh, Tam Baldwin was down there. She was very supportive of our efforts. And so looking to get organized on that. And I think we have a lot of momentum to bring more of our manufacturing might and capabilities to the defense industry. Where's the disconnect? I mean, we're first in manufacturing jobs per capita and have been for a very long time. But 30th on the list, we all know Oshkosh and we all report on when they land a big contract. But other than that, we just haven't kind of been where we deserve to be, it feels like. Yeah, we have some other companies in there. DRS is in the Menominee Falls, and they make the power systems for the submarine fleet. Uh, Fairbanks Morris down in Beloit. You know, we have Marinette Marine up in Marinette that makes the smaller Navy ships. And in my sense is we have a lot of companies that are suppliers that aren't defense companies but supply to defense companies. We just don't have what they call the large primes here. We don't have the big shipbuilders. We don't have the big aircraft companies. But we have a lot of other things that we could offer. So, you know, if you're a student of World War II, what one World War II was not only the soldiers, sailors, marines, it was that economic might that pulled together and produced that arsenal democracy. And when we were looking at the threats of the world, what we need to have is we need to have this region that is ready to flex its muscles to support our nation and the manufacturing might that that nation needs in order to go to war. I was uh, with my daughter, Taylor, down in uh, southwest side of Chicago, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And she was playing volleyball down there right by Midway Airport. And it was kind of fun because I said, oh, this is this area is called Ford City. I said, this is where they made the aircraft for World War II. And she said, I thought Ford made cars. I said, Ford did make cars and World War II came around and they started making a bunch of things to support the war effort. And so this is a larger approach of just looking at our economy and saying, hey, Washington, D.C., hey, you big primes, we have the work ethic, we have the technology, we have that manufacturing might here in Wisconsin to bring this to our nation's defense and our allies around the world. And as you mentioned, manufacturing being nimble, whether it's defense or automobiles and good news in manufacturing as another company moves into downtown. Yeah. So we have Enterpack Tool Company. We we talk about the power of clusters. We definitely have a tool cluster going in this Milwaukee region. But Enterpack is one of those many companies that a lot of folks in the area probably have not heard of. But when you look at how large they are, they are $598 million in revenue, a $1.6 billion market cap with over 2,100 global employees, 
and do business in over 100 companies. And like a lot of companies of that international status is they really want to have more of a downtown presence because young talent really wants to have the vibe that's going on down here. And what's really cool about this is it's very different than the momentum that is happening in a lot of different cities like Chicago and New York City. They're losing companies. Their downtowns are not showing a vibrancy, not showing momentum. But here in Milwaukee, we have more and more large companies and small and medium companies that are saying there's a vibe downtown, there's an energy downtown. We want to be part of this. And that's good for the whole region. Whether you live in Western Waukesha County or Zaki or Washington County, this ecosystem we have of a vibrant downtown and the recreation and the great family life, everything throughout this region, it's really working for us. We're seeing a lot of momentum there. How does MMAC feel when a company, you represent the region and the area and the state, as we talked about in the first bullet point. So a company leaves the suburbs and moves to downtown, but all the jobs stay in southeast Wisconsin. Yeah, so our, we have rules on this. So M7 is part of MMAC, and that is economic uh, corporate attraction. And so if a company says, hey, we're pitting Brookfield against downtown Milwaukee, yep. we're not going to get involved because it's 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 a horse piece to us. It doesn't matter to us. So we want, we just, But if the company says, and this happens, is a company says, hey, it's either we're staying in the area here or we're going to Georgia or we're going to South Carolina. Then we say, okay, let's uh, let's play ball. What can we do? Yep. So it may look on the surface sometimes that we're involved with things like, well, how's that a win for moving a company from one region to another? What usually is happening there, and I can't say this is the case on Interpac, but what's usually happening in those stories is that there was a international company that was looking at a larger relocation nationwide, and to retain them, they moved within the region. That, so we consider that a win to, to retain them and, and keep them happy yep. here. Keep them in the region for sure. I want to ask you about the legislative maps. The, one of the big news stories is that the governor signed the maps, the maps that he drew, the legislature, which you used to be a member of, approved. And then after a little bit of tension and uncertainty, he did sign his own maps. What's your view on what happened with the map situation? Well, on one hand, it's it's nice to have uncertainty off the table, whether that's economic uncertainty or, or this is political uncertainty. And the, the, the debate of these maps has been going on for some time. This puts it to an end. We, we now have maps and there's going to be election of those maps. Now, those maps are going to be, the, the legislature is going to be up for grabs. Um, there's probably still a slight Republican tilt, uh, especially in the Senate, because those are staggered terms, right? So you have the benefit for Republicans in the Senate that half those only half those seats are up. The entire assembly would be up. Um, and so there's probably still a, a slight Republican edge in those maps because of the way the state is. If you look at a map, the red and the blue, the blue is very, very, very concentrated and it's concentrated in Milwaukee and Madison. The rest of the state's all red. So it will be interesting. It's definitely going to be a battle, and it's going to be a different political dynamic. And so it will be uh, it will be interesting to watch, and you'll definitely hear. <laughs> you'll probably see a lot more assemblymen and senators knocking on your door to retain those seats. We've got a shifting landscape with the voting maps. We have a shifting landscape with job searching. Yes. And the last time I put together a resume... Oh, I cut and pasted my old one and updated a few <laughs> lines. But now you can use AI to update your resume and employers can use AI in this job search. Well, I highly recommend you don't use AI to update your resume. And I just don't think, I think you need to love and breathe and know every square inch of your resume and not outsource that. But here's the story I'm trying, here's the story. And I think this is lessons learned for everybody is in New York, they passed a law that says you could say, hey, I'm giving you my resume, but I don't want you to use AI on my resume. Well, what's happening is New York employers say, okay, then I'm not going to look at your resume. And those resumes that are going through AI is 
a city like New York City, they have thousands of applicants yep. for a job. They're, they're sifting through that and they're saying, okay, AI is giving me now the population I'm going to look at. A couple different lessons there. I mean, first of all, I think that is the application of AI that makes sense and it's going to save time and money because those companies can now focus more of that energy instead of looking through resumes on the actual interview. Um, and also, if you know your resume is not being picked up in those statuses, then you better change some things around. And I feel like this has been something all along when you apply online and you always hear about keywords, that if you don't have the right words yeah. in your resume, you're just going to get filtered out and you never know if you get in the stack or yeah. not. So I feel like AI has been part of this for a while if you're accepting, if you're doing it in the online process. Yeah, it's it's, it's a tool that's going to be used for people to sift through these resumes. Now, here's my career advice to people is this is the importance of plowing the flesh and being in the presence is most people fill jobs not through random searches, especially in a, in a smaller city like Milwaukee compared to the New York cities and Chicago's. Is this, this speaks to the importance of technology will never replace the physical touch, the physical experience, right? That's why we talk about this is sometimes I'll join your remote, but the presence, the, yep. the physical presence of the studio yep. is so much better than remote, right? Absolutely. And we yeah. know that now in education, we know that with our families, we know that in business. So my advice to professionals of all ages is get out there, network, and that way don't let your career be subject to AI filters. Go out there and be subject to your own career. And you do that by being engaged and being part of communities. An interesting stat related to this was that two-thirds of people applying for jobs said they would not want to apply for a job with a company where primarily it was AI that was vetting resumes. That's their choice. And it's their choice to you know, to apply to those companies or not apply to those companies. Most companies aren't going to say if they're doing it or not. Exactly. You're not going to know. And You're the reality is that technology is going to advance, and that is going to be a tool that's used at some level. And if you say, I don't want AI to look at my resume, then you're probably not going to get interviewed. Yep. You're going to cut the pool for yourself. Yes. Dale Coinga is the president of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce. It's always fascinating to have you here, Dale. We sure appreciate it. Thanks for having me.